0: Louie knows my favorite songs, Under the Milky Way, The Church. The last two songs he played, and Lou would only know this, Men at Work and The Church. Both of these groups are from Australia, as is our next guest. She is, in my opinion, the best writer in the country, New York Post columnist. Her book is still selling tons of books. Best uh, seller, New York Times, The uh, Laptop from Hell, The Hunter Biden Story. And she looks great in pink. With maria bartiromo <laughs> my friend miranda divine you did look great this morning sounded great thank you for coming on with us after maria how are you
1: thank you so much sid i'm great especially hearing the church i just absolutely love that song is and that it's right from the past yeah i love that band
0: you know it's funny you say that because a couple of weeks ago i cried on the air because olivia newton john died and uh, I went to see Grease twenty one times in the theater, and we started naming all these great Australians, you know, from uh, Steve Irwin to Crocodile Dundee, Russell Crowe, and your name came up. Were you were you really upset when Olivia died too?
1: Oh yes, I am very honoured to be in such august company. Yes, I was. <laughs> she was she was terrific, and she was a lovely person, um, you know, off screen as well as on screen, and um, very sad that she died too young.
0: Yeah, She did. She died. 73 and had a struggle with uh, for 40 years with breast cancer. Miranda Devine, yeah. uh, just down with Maria Bartiromo. And much of your conversation was about the Mar-a-Lago raid. And while you're going to talk about the raid and what the DOJ is doing, what Trump is doing, what the raid told all of us is that it's very, very clear that the left is scared to death of Donald Trump. And he is clearly the front runner in 2024. Yes,
1: Absolutely. That's exactly what it tells you, because this is all about neutralizing him, getting him out of the race, making sure that he is never president again. That's what they're absolutely terrified about. Um, You know, they they feel that they uh, screwed up and didn't have their eyes on the ball in 2016 and they let him slip past this barbarian and uh, he did a really good job until uh, COVID came along. And so they are never going to let that happen again. COVID saved them last time because he was, you remember, I mean, back before the pandemic, he was cruising to a second term so easily. They had nobody to put up against him. They had to hide Joe Biden in the basement. Um, throughout the campaign to actually get over the line and just demonize Trump nonstop, blame him for every single death. Uh, and and that was successful because they have this drumbeat of the propaganda media just dripping out poison every single day, every minute of every day.
0: You know, it's funny you mentioned Joe Biden, and uh, two major things have happened over the last couple of weeks. One, His own uh, secretary went to that. The speaker, I should say, the speaker went to Taiwan. He said nothing about that. And we know he didn't like it. And then, of course, the raid on Mar-a-Lago, he has said nothing about that. In fact, very conveniently, him, Jilly and Hunter went on vacation the very next day. Aren't you surprised? Nothing from Biden on the Mar-a-Lago raid.
1: Well, no, because they know that he um, has a problem with, you know, modulating what comes out of his mouth, and they just don't want him to inadvertently say something that might show the White House's involvement in this raid. I mean, we know from John Solomon's reporting just last night that the White House was aware and did assist uh, the FBI in this archives matter many months ago, so uh, the idea... That the White House was in the dark about the raid and only found out about it when it was in the media would never pass the sniff test, and now we have the evidence uh, from these memos that shows that that wasn't true in the first place. So, uh, no, I, 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 I think that the White House knew what was happening, and Joe Biden, they managed to get him out of the way. I mean, he, this is this week will be his third week. He has one. Uh, He's coming out from Rehoboth Beach to go and do some function in Bethesda. And then what do you bet that's on Thursday that he'll take off to Delaware again for another long weekend, (laughs) uh, making his third in a row. And his polls are going up while he's away, of course. (laughs) It's just the basement strategy.
0: <laughs> no, it's true. And I remember arguing with Bernie way back when. He's like, he never comes out. Trump is in front of 30,000 people. I said, yes, it's working for him because when he speaks, it's a nightmare. And that's what's going on <laughs> right now. It's true. Uh, Trump <laughs> wants to see these uh, seized documents, right? I mean, is that, is that, is that part of what's, uh, one of the many things that Donald Trump is upset about, is that one of the issues? Yes, it is. I think, look,
1: he's on very strong ground when he's asking for what's called a special master to go through the documents and sort out the ones that he has privilege over and put them aside so the FBI can't use them and the FBI is saying no trust us we have a so-called taint team that will do that on your behalf no no one's going to trust those people in the Washington uh, field office who have been behind everything from the Russia collusion uh, to the suppression of the Hunter Biden laptop to this raid. So um, it's perfectly normal to ask for a special master. This is what Rudy Giuliani had to do to to separate the attorney-client privilege documents that the FBI seized when they seized all his devices. Uh, and then they gave them back to him, by the way, a year later Uh, No charges. It was just the process that's the punishment. And it's like this with Donald Trump, I think. Uh, I mean, who knows what charges they will bring. Uh, But we're now, you know, less than 90 days before the midterm elections. And, uh, you know, are they going to to bring some uh, nefarious charge or real charge against him before the elections and interfere with another election?
0: They may. Who knows? You know, Brian Kilmeade said something on this show a couple of days ago, Miranda, on mutual friend at Fox News. He said, "Don't worry about January sixth. Don't worry about this raid on Mar-a-Lago. Donald Trump is going to be made or broken in November with all of his, you know, all of his midterm endorsements. He's had a great run already leading up to that, but November will make or break Donald Trump. Do you think there's any credence to that?"
1: Um, I don't know that it will break him, Um, but certainly, I mean, he's got some curious picks that aren't doing very well. Uh, And, you know, you can tell that they are not exactly picks that are going to fly when it comes to the general population of voters because you've had Democrats funding uh, sort of Republican candidates that they think are going to be easier to beat in the general. So um, who knows? I mean, it's not going to break him. Uh, I think that he's such a good salesman that w- whatever wins he has, he'll magnify. And yeah. The negatives, uh, he will just, you know, chalk up as bad luck. It's mainly the Senate people like Dr. Old.
0: Right. Herschel Walker. I mean, still a lot of uh, Trump supporters, a good friend of mine, Bo Dietl, he's on this show every Tuesday. He's not alone. There's a lot of guys out there that like Trump, voted for Trump, want Trump's policies, Miranda, but don't want Trump. Even Laura Ingram said it on Fox News two nights ago. I want Trump's policies, but he's too toxic. A guy like Ron DeSantis, more electable, and we need to win in 2024. I disagree. I want Trump back. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I don't think it makes any difference to the win because Ron DeSantis is going to be just as much of a threat to them. In fact, more of a threat uh, because he's younger and he's more organised and more strategic. And so uh, I think that they will demonise him the same way. Uh, And so they'll whip up the hatred. Um, It's true that there are just some people that don't care about the policies, that don't care about inflation or crime or all the other disasters at the border. Um, they just they just despise Donald Trump. It is a, it is really a psychological ailment for them. <laughs> and, you know, and MSNBC is like every day. Oh, hammering. I know. I know. And it, it's really, it's quite scary. Uh, they have yeah. dehumanized him and they've dehumanized his supporters. And it has, you know, echoes in some of the darkest periods of 20th century history. So I don't know. Look, I think that Donald Trump is kind of an inevitability uh, at the moment, but who knows with the primaries? I frankly think that his biggest problem is his age. I think that the country is really sick of this gerontocracy ru- ruling over them. Yeah, uh, they they want uh, a fresh start. They want a new generation to take over. Uh, that older generation, Nancy Pelosi and the Joe Bidens, um, they have not done a great job, uh, and so you know, Donald Trump would be a year older than Joe Biden was when he first started uh, his first term. So while obviously he's, he's a much more vigorous and much um, younger person uh, right. in, in mental health and, and probably physical health to Joe Biden, um, I, I just wonder if there's just so much baggage there that it mightn't be better to go to an next person But look, that's up to the, to the voters, really, yep. and yep. we'll see what happens in the primaries. And if Donald Trump still has what it takes, um, then he'll blitz the field.
0: 60 seconds to go. You talked about this both well, Maria, too, this battle between Governor Abbott and Texas. And uh, this moron that runs our city, I'm sorry, but Eric Adams is a moron. Uh, And he's yelling and screaming when he should be yelling, of course, at Joe Biden. That's the problem. Not the fact that Abbott gets 4,000 of these people a day. We get about 100 every couple of weeks. What do you think about this? Uh, The buses, the migrants, the back and forth between Abbott and Texas and Adams right here in New York City.
1: Well, look, it's just Adams playing politics and PR again, and which he's quite good at, and uh, in between going to Zero Bond and uh, various <laughs> Midtown eateries and being a man about town. Um, but, you know, like, he's just going to keep on blaming Greg Abbott uh, when really it's Joe Biden and he's just turned a blind eye to all the planes that have come in every single night for the past year, pretty much, um, into Westchester and disgorged a couple of hundred migrants at a time, illegal migrants, sorry, um, who, who have been taking right. up the places in affordable housing and uh, homeless shelters that New Yorkers are supposed to be in. So now there's a crisis. He's found a Republican scapegoat. He, that's just what he does.
0: Miranda, thank you so much on this busy morning after Maria coming on with me. Thank you for help promoting my book. I know your book is still doing great, the, ha- the Laptop from Hell. Thank you for your friendship, and thank you for being the best writer in the country. I love you. Thank you, Miranda. Thank you.
1: Oh, you're a darling. She's cut back to your book.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Miranda Devine, New York Post. They don't come any smarter and better, trust me. She's from Australia. So is the church. Miranda, this one goes out to you.